Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. With Doctor Who having one of the largest, most enduring fan bases in pop culture, any project bearing that brand name is guaranteed to be given a great deal of attention. But what isn't guaranteed is that the projects themselves will be popular or high quality, or that the fan base will respond to them in a positive manner. Indeed, with so many spin-off shows, video games, comics, movies, audio dramas and animations having been produced throughout Doctor Who's long 60-year lifespan, it's inevitable that there are some the BBC probably wants you to forget. So with that in mind then, I'm Ellie with Who Culture and here are 10 Doctor Who flops the BBC has buried. Number 10. Destiny of the Doctors Doctor Who hasn't had the best of luck in the video game space. Though things are looking more positive lately with Maze Theory's solid work on the Lonely Assassins and the Edge of Reality, the majority of previous titles, from old-school fare like The First Adventure to the recent MMO Worlds in Time, have either reviewed poorly, flopped or disappointed fans. Sometimes all three. But while we're singling out individual projects, one of the most notable failures in Doctor Who's gaming catalogue is the 1997 release Destiny of the Doctors, which initially showed a lot of promise due to the involvement of several actors from the show, including Tom Baker, Anthony Ainley and Nicholas Courtney, alongside Terence Dix, one of Doctor Who's very best writers. Unfortunately though, the final product proved a big letdown. Bizarrely, the player didn't even control the Doctor. Instead, stepping into the shoes of a jellyfish-like alien called the Grark. And despite having a limitless universe to explore, the game also took place in dull, repetitive environments. But arguably its worst offence was its sleep-inducing gameplay, which didn't come anywhere close to capturing the excitement or wonder of the show. All you really need to know is that one of the game's more favourable reviews labelled it a piece of crap. So it really isn't surprising that this underwhelming title has essentially been discarded from Doctor Who memory. Number 9. The TV Movie. The TV movie was one of several unusual Doctor Who projects produced during the wilderness years, the period of time when the show was off the air between 1989 and 2005. Though the BBC was involved in making it, the TV movie was mostly an American-led production, with the Fox network reportedly considering a full series, but only if this backdoor pilot proved a success. And because that series never did materialise, it's clear that the parties involved felt that the TV movie didn't strike the chords they wanted it to. whether from a ratings, critical or fan-pleasing perspective. It's not terrible by any means. Paul McGann's Eighth Doctor is actually rather wonderful, and it's worth watching for him alone. 
But the TV movie is widely considered the black sheep of Doctor Who's mainline television outings. What's more, the fact that the BBC decided to go in a new direction with Doctor Who in the years after the TV movie aired makes it clear that the corporation considered it something of a failed experiment. Number 8 class. Modern Doctor Who spin-offs Torchwood and the Sarah Jane Adventures enjoyed a great deal of success during their lifetimes, so hopes were high that 2016's class would be able to capture that same magic. And though the eight-episode series, which centres on a group of students battling aliens at the Hooniverse's iconic Coal Hill School, received positive reviews and a favourable fan response, it never felt like a core part of the Doctor Who world in the same way that those aforementioned spin-offs did. And its initial broadcast on BBC Three almost made it feel like the BBC had zero confidence in it, like the broadcaster was sending it out to die. And that's exactly what it did. Class was cancelled after one series due to consistently poor ratings throughout its run, with the BBC giving it very little time in the spotlight since. Fans don't talk about it all that much either, probably because very few of them have seen it, and though Class did receive the Big Finish audio treatment in 2018, that did very little to revive interest in the property. Number 7. Scream of the Shalka Another project produced during the wilderness years, animated webcast Scream of the Shalka aired six episodes as part of Doctor Who's 40th anniversary celebrations. Featuring the voices of Richard E. Grant as the Ninth Doctor and Sophie Okonedo as his companion Allison, Scream of the Shalka represented Doctor Who's big leap into the animated medium, and though certainly a decent effort considering its obvious budget restrictions, the miniseries had slowly but surely been swept under the rug as the years have ticked by. While fans generally appreciate Scream of the Shalka, it didn't exactly set the world on fire when it released in 2003. But even more damning is the fact that the BBC literally did bury it when the company completely ignored its events come the 2005 revival. Richard E. Grant's Ninth Doctor was stricken from canon and recast, enter Christopher Eccleston, and the entire series is no longer considered a proper part of the Doctor Who timeline. It didn't help Shulker's case that revival mastermind Russell T. Davies apparently dislikes the series. He reportedly called Grant's Doctor terrible, dooming this animated effort to be remembered as a sidelined wilderness project forevermore. Number 6. The K-9 Spin-Off Series when K-9 returned to Doctor Who in the second series of the revival, it was hoped that we'd continue to see more of the beloved Robomutt. And we did. The very next year, K-9 appeared in a spin-off show that was adored by fans and was a ratings hit, cementing his position as one of the greatest Doctor Who companions ever. We're talking, of course, about the Sarah Jane adventures, because the words adored and hit cannot be used to describe the other K-9 spin-off we're actually here to talk about. K-9, as it was titled, is the TV equivalent of a knockoff food brand. Sure, it did star K-9, and it was even developed by Bob Baker, the man who created the Cyberdog way back in the 1970s. But on the other hand, the show wasn't considered a part of Doctor Who canon. It was produced without any input from the BBC, and K-9's hideous redesign made him look like a discount wannabe version of our favourite talking pooch. That redesign was one of many sticking points fans had with the show, and a second series never materialised. It was a baffling decision to go ahead with this Elseworlds spin-off in the first place because fans were already getting a K-9 fix on the Sarah Jane Adventures, you know, that proper official Doctor Who spin-off. And with no support from the BBC, this particular K-9 outing was doomed from the start. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Number 5. The Infinite Quest and Dreamland Doctor Who hit its stride in the animated realm when it started reconstructing missing episodes for a whole new generation to enjoy. But it wasn't too long ago that the BBC churned out a pair of awful cartoons that are best left forgotten. Released in 2007 and 2009 respectively, The Infinite Quest and Dreamland star David Tennant's 10th Doctor on a pair of standalone adventures separate from the storylines of the main show. Though the basic idea had promise and Tennant acquits himself admirably, these animated escapades received heavy criticism for their lacklustre execution, mainly down to their stiff, janky and painfully low-budget visuals, which makes them almost unbearable to sit through. At a time when Doctor Who was firing on all cylinders under showrunner Russell T Davies and leading man Tennant, The Infinite Quest and Dreamland were comparative misfires that failed to satisfy from a quality perspective, and also couldn't generate the level of buzz you'd expect from an official 10th Doctor-led spin-off. It's telling that the BBC hasn't really tried anything like this since, and you'll be hard-pressed to find anyone who looks back on these outings with a great deal of fondness. Number 4. Doctor Who Return to Earth a Doctor Who game on the Nintendo Wii sounds like a great idea on paper, allowing players to wave around the Wii remote like a sonic screwdriver. And though we did actually get a Doctor Who game on the Wii back in 2010, the world would have been a better place if it never saw the light of day. Doctor Who Return to Earth features Matt Smith and Karen Gillan as the 11th Doctor and Amy Pond, telling an original story revolving around the Daleks, the Cybermen and a dangerous device called the Time Axis. The potential was high, and with a reported £10 million contract in play, the devs at Asylum Entertainment had more than enough money to realise the game's ambition. Unfortunately though, that's not how it went. With unimpressive sales figures and 1 out of 10 review scores galore, Return to Earth might be one of the worst games in the entire Wii library. With the BBC reportedly eager to make games for the Wii's large family audience, it tells you all you need to know about how embarrassing Return to Earth was for them, that it was 
was Doctor Who's last outing on the beloved Nintendo system. Number 3. Dimensions in Time The BBC was clearly scrambling to keep Doctor Who relevant during the wilderness years, prompting them to do all sorts of weird and unexpected things. The pinnacle of that weirdness was the 1993 Children in Need special Dimensions in Time, which combined the pulpy, fantastical, timey-wimey world of Doctor Who with the chip shops, pubs and laundrettes of EastEnders. Bringing back the first seven Doctors in a story that saw them join forces with the EastEnders crew in an effort to stop the Rani, the resulting project is a cringe fest from start to finish. With frustratingly cheap production values, even by Doctor Who standards, a nonsensical plot and the nightmarish floating heads of the first and second Doctors, which hilariously bounce around the screen like the old DVD logo, Dimensions in Time was a misguided effort on just about every level. Considering that Dimensions in Time is one of the most watched Doctor Who stories ever, all it did was solidify the public perception of Doctor Who at the time, that the show was a joke. You won't find many fans who'll come to its defence, and the BBC unsurprisingly hasn't been eager to put it out on streaming. Number 2. Downtime and Deimos Rising Another weird Wilderness Years project, Downtime, like the K9 show, was produced without the BBC's input, so it was essentially buried from the start. Released in 1995, this unofficial Doctor Who movie angled itself as a sequel to the second Doctor stories, The Abominable Snowman and The Web of Fear, bringing back Nicholas Courtney and Elizabeth Sladen to reprise their roles from the show, and also introducing the Brigadier's daughter, Kate Stewart. Downtime was followed by a sequel, Deimos Rising, in 2004, another unofficial project that did away with pretty much all recognisable Doctor Who connections, including Courtney and Sladen, and instead continued Kate's story. Unofficial productions rarely manage to overcome that barrier of feeling like cheap knockoffs, and that's exactly how Downtime and Deimos Rising come off. Though Downtime fares the best, it also feels the more official of the two, thanks to the involvement of Courtney and Sladen, Deimos Rising is absolutely terrible, and it's no surprise that most fans don't even know these direct-to-video oddities exist. Understandably, the BBC completely ignored these projects come the 2005 revival, and Kate was recast for her reintroduction in Series 7 the power of three. Number one, Doctor in Distress. The following quote from Ian Levine, music producer, Doctor Who superfan, and the guy who co-wrote Doctor in Distress, perfectly encapsulates the general feeling towards the ill-conceived 1985 charity single. He stated, It was an absolute balls-up fiasco. It was pathetic and bad and stupid. It tried to tell Doctor Who history in an awful high-energy song. It almost ruined me. Don't hold back, Ian. Tell us how you really feel. For those unaware, Doctor Who in Distress was produced when the show was put on hiatus in the mid-1980s. The song was intended as a protest against that decision, with the hope being that the BBC would take note and bring Doctor Who back. And while Doctor Who did ultimately return, it's fair to say that Doctor in Distress was not one of the reasons why. The song was universally panned, it failed to chart in the UK, and incredibly, the BBC downright refused to play it on its radio stations. In short, the whole thing was an unmitigated disaster. The only good thing to come of it was that it served as a stepping stone in the career of legendary film composer Hans Zimmer, who played the music for the song. Not exactly his finest day at the office. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.